I'm the underdog with the heroic card. I'm Eric Jones Jr. I have to keep pushing for my kids. If I give up, what's that leave them with? Nothing. I have to understand that it's bigger than me. That it's not about me when I wake up and go to work. It's not about me when I'm reading and educate myself. It's not about me when I'm practicing my speeches. It's not about me. It's about my family. Hey, 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 you're now tuned in to Underdog Talk. I'm your host, Eric Jones Jr., the underdog with heroic heart, and I have a special guest today where I interview successful underdogs, and I have a special guest today, Mrs. Gabrielle Crenshaw. She is from Brooklyn. Um, I don't know if she's aggressive like people from Brooklyn. I'm just messing with you. But she's an owner and director of a Step Ahead Tutoring Services. How are you doing today? I am fabulous. How are you today? I am doing great. Um, how's the weather? Is it warm? Is it chilly? How's it there? It is hot. Uh, it's, hot. It's, it's 87 degrees right now. 87. Ah, that's it depends on where you at. 87 is not horrible. Uh it's not too bad out there today for uh for us. Um I've been inside all day, I've been asleep. So before we get into our conversation, um have a sponsor, Christian Dewan, uh, positive energy through your clothes. You can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get sweatshirts. If you use the promo code underdog talk and underdog spell U-N-D-E-R-D-A-W-G, use the promo code underdog talk, you get 15% off. The <clears throat> website is christiandewan.com and check us out. So our conversation today is about virtual learning and the effects that they have on educators that they have on students. So can you tell us about your tutoring services a step ahead? How did it start? What, you know, what made you want to go and do that? Sure. So my tutoring company, we, my tutors and I, it's myself and three other tutors. We provide in-person and online tutoring. So it's, in terms of tutoring, we do one-on-one -on -one tutoring. We do a test prep, resume review. We also, I'm trying to be like, what else do we do? Uh, we also uh, do virtual workshops as well. So, oh, and, co uh, and college counseling. So we do a variety of, of services. So, of course, I am the owner and director. And what made me uh, start my tutoring company and and compete with other tutoring companies? Um, I I worked um, as a as a private tutor myself, and I, I started off in a, in my after school program in college because I had work study, and you know it's free money. I had to use it. Um, so I, I learned about an after-school program at my college and shout out to Temple University in Philly. Um, so, you know, I did my after-school, uh, after-school position there and I realized that I really enjoyed it. And I, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm smart, you know, yeah, I can help some kids with math and reading. And, you know, I was like, I could do this. No problem. When I went into it, I realized it's more than just 
academics, it's building relationships. It's um, it's strengthening self-esteem. It's working on self-confidence. It's it's addressing family issues. It's addressing identity issues. So there's so much that goes into uh, tutoring, and it's amazing to see the relationship between how a student is doing in school and how they're feeling about themselves or, you know, what's going on at home and how it's reflected in school. So I was always interested in the connections between all those worlds, between families, between school, between self-esteem. Um, so all, all, all those things are, you know, interwoven. And, you know, that's something that I learned in my tutoring journey. And, you know, fast forward to, I had a lot of history, but just to fast forward to today, um, you know, when I, uh, you know, I started my own company, I, I, I think I have authority issues. So I have, you know, I'm just, I have authority issues. So in terms of working for other people, uh, that can be challenging. <laughs> so, um, so I really wanted to work for myself and be my own boss and, I was like, oh, how cool would it be to to be a job creator and to, you know, to to take my my knowledge and you know spread it to other people, and bring other people on board as well. And um, you know, I was um, I was inspired to 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 make my own company. I went to a I ramble. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm getting to the end. Uh, so I went to a a small business conference at my church. I was there for something else, but then listening to the speakers, I, I got inspired to start my own business. And I, I was tutoring, I think, I want to say like 11, 12 years at this point. And I just, you know, what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to start my own business. And uh, that's that's been my mission in my company is not only do I address the academics, but also the self-esteem, the mental health, um, not so much the family issues. That's more, I may refer them to a social worker, but um, but if, if it's small, small things like, you know, what are the parents saying to the child when they're angry, when they're frustrated, and uh, the children are listening to those words and how, how they internalize that and uh, the, the pressures that parents put on kids sometimes. Uh, to get good grades, to go to good schools, to go to a school, <laughs> to go to a college, let alone a good college. And so seeing those pressures and seeing how it reflects in children, um, all those all those pieces coming together, that always fascinated me. And that's what I bring to my business is not, it's, I'm addressing one thing, but as a consequence, I'm addressing all the other things that are connected to it. And that is the the mission of my company. I love it. Kudos to you for um, wanting to help, not just, you know, now um, the schools and stuff is all wacky because of COVID and all that, but you started before and <clears throat> you said you had authority issues. And I think sometimes uh, <laughs> a lot of people, I think it's more so of you just don't have the sense of wanting to work for somebody else and them telling you what you can and cannot do and when you can and cannot go. I definitely understand. I'm yeah. similar in that aspect. 
Um, but I love that you understood that it's just not about the grades, the educational part, because kids, just like adults, they deal with so much different things. Um, and me being an educator, and I think it's been five years, and it's different when you actually get in there and you're working with other educators and parents and, and students. It's like, oh, I see why little Johnny's struggling. He home is messed up. Like, oh, okay, I, I understand. Like, so it's more so of uh, kind of what I do with speaking. You got to help them with academic resilience because it's like life's going to kick your butt. It don't matter who you are, where you come from, but you got to go get over that. And sometimes life kicks kids butt and they like, man, skip school. I've been there. So I definitely understand. Um, and that's good that you learn building relationships. That's very important with anybody, really. But with kids, they know somebody they that they trust. And it's like, OK, uh, I trust you. So what what you got to say? All right, uh, I ain't like what you had to say, but I'm gonna do it, and that helps better than maybe talking down on kids or you know whatever the case may be. So yeah, absolutely, and and just to piggyback off that point, um, yeah. I, I think um, it's it's kind of interesting because I hear when it comes to parents looking for tutors, and I I think most of my clients happen to be people of color. Uh, coincidentally, I, you know, not intentionally, I think it just so happens to be that way. Um, a lot of the times when they tell me why they're looking for tutoring, a lot of the times it's um, they the, the kid doesn't listen to me, you know, like the kid doesn't listen to the parent, you know, it's the tutor is always the last resort <laughs> and um, the, the parent would work with the kids first. Um, and then they'll realize it's, they get easily frustrated. They'll just yell at them. Like they always yell at them. <laughs> and it's like, why aren't you getting it? It's so simple. Like, like, why can't you focus? Um, and they find themselves getting frustrated easily. And then they have a self-awareness of my kid's not going to listen to me because they're they're gonna treat like they're it's, it's like they're trying to have two identities right so there's let's just say mom because it's mostly mothers that reach out to me um so there's mom the parent and then there's mom the teacher and the mom tries to separate the two identities but the kid is still seeing mom the parents so even though mom is trying to be a teacher you know mom still acts like a parent and so the kid responds as they would respond to mom, the parent, and not mom, the teacher. And so um, the mom would realize that. And then they're just like, it's not working. I'm going to now I'm going to get outside help. <laughs> so I think all that to say um, is that the, the parents get frustrated. And so the kid gets frustrated. It's, con it's contagious. Frustration is contagious. And that's something I want parents to know is that however you're feeling, the kid is going to feel. Um, so it's, it's contagious. So all that to say, you know, sometimes you need a, a third party to step in. You need that neutral party to step in and fix things. <laughs> and I think also the fact that um, in the 
I think it's also an age thing as well, is that, uh, I mean, not that I'm that young or that old, but um, I'm closer to the age of the child. Well, maybe not so much. Yeah, closer to the age of the child, but then I'm like, but if the child is like six or seven, you know, I'm way off. But I I think, um, I think I'm more understanding of the younger generation as opposed to like their parents who may just like, they're learning a whole different type of math and reading and how I learned it. This is what they say. How I learned it is not how she's learning it or he's learning it. And yeah, it's frustration all around. And I think also that sometimes uh, kids just want to talk to someone else that's not their parents, you know? And I think also um, you know, this might be a, a hot button, but I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, sometimes it's good to have an outside party uh, for your child to talk to. Um, so if it's not you, as long as it's somebody else, and I think the fact that it's somebody else that has patience, you know, it tends to reconnect the child in a way. So all that to say, um, I think the fact that having a third person come in and adjust the situation, even if it, it is at the last minute, you know, I, I, that helps as well. So there, there's, there's family dynamics, there's mental health, all of it is, like I said, all of it is interwoven into tutoring. Yeah. So not even just with um, tutoring or education, like kids are like that, because um, as a parent, say you play a sport. Um, I play basketball and it's like my son plays basketball. He don't listen to me. He won't listen to me. Like he wouldn't listen to me. I'm like, Hey, you need to do this. You need to work on that. But somebody else could come in. I could get him a trainer. He'd go with my buddy and his sons. He'll listen to him. And I think it's just the kids want to hear a different voice, but you made a lot of sense when you said, uh, when you said like uh, kids look at you as just a parent, they don't look at you as, really anything else so they kind of don't listen to you and as a parent I'm sitting there I'm like that makes sense because both my kids like when my daughter played soccer I remember I told her to kick the ball on the side of her foot that'll help she went through the whole season didn't listen to me last game the game I didn't I couldn't go to because I had to work she scored three goals say how you do that oh my coach told me to kick it on the side of my foot I said "Mm, man that sounds real familiar yeah So uh, that definitely makes sense to um, what you were saying. It's not, it's just kids and parents in general. And I think if we look back to times when we were kids, we probably didn't listen to our parents. And nowadays there's more resources to um, be able to help um, kids or get free or something that's affordable rather than back then, you know, parents weren't really trying to get that help. So um, I think we're going to flip flop because we kind of own, on students, we'll go with students first, then teachers, since we'll we'll stay kind of there. Uh, we're um, going with the flow. We're going with the flow. <laughs> we're going with the oh, oh, hold on now. You got that authority issue. You're not gonna boss me around around here. <laughs> Listen here, you're not gonna, you're gonna I, boss I, me around. I, I, I'm, it's, this is your show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was just saying because we kind of were on the uh, flow of the uh, kids, and we can get into. Uh, educators dealing with uh, virtual um, learning. So uh, with students, what are you seeing now Now that we're, we're getting into the virtual, right? We're, 
um, the last, what, two, three years has been virtual. So before then, you kind of seen those different things that you were just talking about, you know, self-esteem, you know, all those different things. How has things changed? Are they still the same or they've gotten worse for students when it comes to learning and getting that knowledge now that they're doing virtual more so than they ever have before? Um, yeah, I think, well, now I think it's more of a hybrid, but um, in terms of what I've seen, and I think this is my opinion, I think um, it depends on the kid. I will say that. So for, and even before the pandemic, schools seem to be moving toward technology anyway. So I feel like they were on that way anyway. But because the pandemic just kind of put things into hyperdrive, <laughs> um, it, it, it multiplied the technology. So like there's smart boards and um, trying to think what else. What else? Oh, like um, homework is on an app. That blew my mind when I found that out. Uh, I remember um, just to digress a little bit, uh, there was one student I was working with and I was like, can I see your report card? In my mind thinking it's it's a paper card. He's like, no, it's on a it's on an app. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's on an app? What? How old am I? Wow. So, and the parents can check their kids' homework on apps and they could just go to a website and check their kids' grades. I was, that, that wasn't how That's it was so my day. Yeah. So like it's it's like parents can track their kids. So just going back to your question now, I think parents can track their kids more easily online. Um, so I think because of um, there's I would say there's the fact that things are becoming more digital and more electronic and less paper. It's more it's easier for parents to track their kids more and it's easier for teachers to to track their students and their progress and it's also it's probably i think it's also uh data driven as well in that um you know it's easier for principals to look at data and um the national the government to look at data so it's probably easier to to see data and, and to use it for you know whatever purpose but I think all that to say, um, I think it has the virtual learning. I think it has its pros and cons, um, particularly pandemic virtual learning. Um, I'm trying to, I got to think of it. Okay. So I think the pros are, I think particularly in, and again, this is, I'm, I'm from New York. So I'm just thinking in terms of New York um in New York City by the way um i think it's reduced the number of students in the school physically i think um new york city has a uh, overcrowding issue um notoriously schools are overcrowded <laughs> when i went to high schools overcrowded so i think the fact that parents were afraid of their kids getting COVID and they're afraid of germs. And um, I think it less 
less bodies were in the school. So I think it, it helped the teachers in terms of there was less kids to deal with. Um, and I think it addressed the overcrowding issue and thus uh, teachers were more able to focus on the very, the small amount of kids there. Um, so then there's that. I also, I think that's the pro. I think one of the cons of virtual learning is that um, it's virtual. You know, you're dealing with the internet, you're dealing with um, Wi-Fi issues, you're dealing with some students don't have iPads, some students don't have laptops. Um, and yes, New York City did give out iPads for free to those students, but it's you still have to get the iPad, you know, they still have to get on. And I think it's easier, it's easier for students to cheat <laughs> and it's easier for students to um, not go to class because all they have to do is not turn on an iPad as opposed to you're there physically, you know, it's, 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 you can't really avoid it as a student. If, you know, people are watching you and they're getting on your case all the time, like focus, focus, focus. But if you're virtual, um, you could easily just turn your camera off, turn your mic off. Um, you know, you can, you know, put down your iPad and walk away and come back. <laughs> like it's, it's, you know, it's, it's easier to get away with things um if you know how to do it right um so i think that's also i one of the cons the virtual learning um um and just definitely the the wi-fi issues as well i think that was also one of the things that i came across as a tutor is yes the schools gave them their free ipads but when they came, they didn't give them the internet so <laughs> um so you gave them the machine but not the thing that the machine needs, you know? So it, that was an issue in itself. And um, and when you're looking at the lower income students, they may not have Wi-Fi in the home. So they have to go to a library. They may have to go to a school. Um, so that's an issue in itself. And uh, I mean, yeah, they got the internet on the phones and now they're using their hotspots from the phones. Or a lot of them are just tutoring or they're doing sessions on the phones and not not an iPad, not a laptop, <laughs> you know, but they're on a phone. Um, so I think there's there's so many, so many issues that can that can that went wrong with uh with virtual learning in my opinion. So um so all that to say, I think um and as some students benefited more, going back to the cons, you know, if the not whoa, sorry, going back to the pros. Um, um, you know, some students uh they're not very social, so it helped the students that don't want to talk to other people. Um it might um it depend depending on the the disability, um it may have benefited students with certain disabilities as opposed to students with other types of disabilities. Um, I think it benefited more of the older kids um, than the younger kids, but I know with the whole virtual prom and virtual graduation, like that that was a hot, that was a mess. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then the drive-by graduations. So overall, I think um, it had a, it has it has its pros. It has its cons. I just found out recently that um, they're now trying to. New York City, they're now introducing a hybrid high school. Um, so you could do you could do uh, virtual is a hybrid or is it a strictly virtual high school? I think it's a, a virtual high uh, a hybrid high school. At the, it's a mix of virtual and in-person or if you want to do strictly virtual. So they're just doing that now after two to three years and parents were demanding it. And I, I was also like, this is a great idea. Virtual schools, like, especially if you have the Wi-Fi, that's very, very important. Especially if you have that Wi-Fi, you got that good Wi-Fi. I say, why not? You know, you know, um, um, I mean, and it's also like the kids aren't socializing type thing, but you would have to just be more proactive with that in terms of socialization. So yeah. all that to say, I think um, I like the virtual learning. I like even just looking, I mean, that's the, the student's perspective as a tutor perspective. I like virtual tutoring. It, it has its place. Uh, there's times where I like the in-person, um, you know, there's times that I like the virtual. So I, I everything has its place. I think yeah. that's, that's what I'm trying to get. <laughs> so yeah. it's virtually yeah, you know, the whole virtual learning has. I'm, 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 I know, I know, I know. You're, I know you're like wrap it up, Gabby. Um, but um, it's um, it has. I think it's changed things for the future, um, and you know it's it's interesting to see where it goes. But if especially if it addresses the overcrowding issue. Um, but I think it it has its place, and it also depends on the student. So I I support virtual learning, and I support virtual schools. And if it's something that um, it works for you and it works for the family, I say why not? Now I'm done. <laughs> uh, I definitely uh, understand what you said. Like uh, you said, you said a lot, but you didn't say a lot because being a parent, I and being an educator, I understand everything you're saying i think it goes for so i'll start with um each kid is different i have a kid in high school i had a kid kindergarten first grade first grade kindergartner he's like oh yeah i'm done with what what is this we not on i'm he sleep I, I go in there i check him out i'm like bro what you doing he he bored he don't he don't want to do it the teenager oh they love it i ain't got to go to school i can do this when i want to so i see <laughs> that aspect of it uh from a parent's point of view i think uh, they should maybe have like tutoring sessions for parents with virtual because you have some parents that don't know what the heck they doing and they can't even That's help their kid and That's kids don't kids don't get to be on Zoom or they miss stuff because their parents don't know how to help them and they might be in elementary school. So That's I've seen that aspect of it. And then um, one of the points you said with um, special education. Like if you got an autistic kid, if they're high functioning, yeah, they might can get on. But if they're not high functioning, they looking at the camera like, what are we supposed to do here? Like, oh no, mm -hmm. this is not the same. So 
I do see the benefits of it for kids that maybe get bullied, kids that um, are introverts. I don't mm-hmm. want to be at school, stuff like that. They can be at home doing everything they need to. So it does have the benefits, but then it kind of takes away from being social too, um, mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Because like you said, with the prom and graduate, my son hasn't had a graduation yet because of COVID. He didn't have a kindergarten graduation. They were supposed to do a little drive-by, it rained. He didn't even get mm-hmm. that. Like his, one of his birthdays was virtual. So, <clears throat> you, you know, it's cool. He's happy, but he didn't get that. I get to be with my friends, I'm playing, whatever the case. So you miss the social aspect of it. But I definitely see the benefits of virtual learning. Um, I, I wouldn't want virtual learning as an educator. I need my yeah. kid. I need to my face. I need to talk to y'all. I need to feel like I'm a people person, so I'm different. Like when COVID hit, I got to sit at home by myself. Why? Like it was, it was crazy. So it's different for, um, like you said, for everybody. But I do see the benefits of it. Um, it just depends on who the per- people are in their situation. Because if the parents don't know nothing, it's gonna the kids gonna struggle. But like you were saying um, earlier, if we back in when I was a kid, um, if my mom could see everything I did every day, I would be. I would have. I don't even think I'd be. I would have got a whooping more more whoopings than I got. So I, for the kids, I'm like my son. I'll be like, yeah. So how was school? Oh, I heard such and such. How you know that? Yeah, cause I, I know everything that happened at school before you even get home. So just make sure <laughs> you ain't doing nothing you ain't supposed to, cause I, I will have to come see you. And I know back in the listen back in my day, you know I was able to hide report cards because they were paper, and I, and I was I lied. I was like, what? I didn't get a report card. What are you talking about? But now it's like everything is online. (laughs) I was I was the king of report card hiding. And I was so slick with it. I would hide my sister's report card just to make sure they wouldn't be like, oh well, your sister got hurt. Nope, we ain't get our report. Hey, sis, I need that. Well, I need that for at least the weekend or for the week. Because report cards always come out when it's something uh, a break or something. It's like, come on, man, I ain't never gonna be able to do nothing. But for kids now, it's like you kind of understand my parents can see everything. So I don't need to really act up. You know what I'm saying? But then with technology, them having phones for a case of shootings and different stuff, or if a teacher gets, maybe a teacher is getting out of hand, they can record and be like, Hey, you know, so technology works, you know, both ways. Um, I'm not against it, but I would say hybrid would be a good thing just so students can still have that interaction. So they can still, you know, sports, you don't want to go to a virtual school and you can't play no sports. That's yeah. going to be crazy. But um, I think I like the idea of it. So we're going to switch to educators, tutors, right. you know, people like yourself. How has it been? I know it's kind of been challenging because for me it was challenging. How, what was the challenges you faced when you first, when virtual learning first hit? Like, hey, you know, the students ain't coming back, but you still got to uh, help them out. So boom, here you go. Yeah, I think the challenges, you know, a lot of the stuff I said before, because um, before the pandemic hit, we were strictly in person. So the pandemic thrusted us into virtual learning. So a lot of the stuff we had to learn as well. Um, But I think we were able to pick it up more um, as opposed to you have a lot of older, older parents, grandparents. They're like, what? I don't know how an iPad works, you know? Um, 
and Google Classroom is so confusing. I still don't understand Google Classroom. Um, so it's figuring that out, you know? And then of course there's uh, the Wi-Fi. The biggest thing that I came across as a tutor is the Wi-Fi. Oh my God. It's, it's and especially because things were on Zoom, you know, the screens were always frozen and uh, they, had to, they logged out, logged back in. <laughs> um, logging on, not logging and back. again, sometimes a lot of these kids, because a lot of the kids that we work with tend to be on the lower at the lower income end. Um, it's they don't have Wi-Fi in the home or they're using a hotspot on their phone which i mean depending on what area of the house it, it doesn't always work so yes like i was saying before yes the schools gave them free ipads but it, you know where's the internet <laughs> you know so i think um that was always a struggle and so it was oh i have to go to a library you know i have to go to my school you know a lot of the times it can't be in the home because the home doesn't have the, a good Wi-Fi connection. So, um, and then it's like, to me, me, it's easier to tutor a child with, with an iPad or with a laptop as opposed to a phone, you know? So it's, it's always those issues that you run into. So I think the challenge is always, the challenge is tech is technology in terms of it can be faulty it's not perfect um it, what it depends on the device that they're that they're using right and it's also and like you said like the parents grandparents they don't know what all this technology business is and so it's they're just like i don't know and then they can't help them because they don't know and then like Google Classroom, I still don't understand that. Uh, <laughs> I need to be tutored on that because I'm confused. Um, so it's it's a, all of this stuff came very quickly. And mm -hmm. it came very quickly and it came all at once. And it was completely overwhelming. And some kids picked it up quick and some was like, what? <laughs> and especially for the younger kids, they have to have someone looking over them. And now you have, um, I think I'm kind of, I'm going over the place. Sorry, but I'm going with the flow anyway. Um, you know, and then some parents, they can't really be on top of it. They, they can't be yet. So it's coming back to me. Um, so just as an educator, a lot of the times, you know, the students are not there um, because especially if they're younger, parents have to be on top of them and say, get on, <laughs> you know, as opposed to in person where it's kind of like expected that you'll pay attention because someone's watching you and, you know, you can't hide as opposed to you're on an iPad, you're on a laptop. Yeah, it's easy to hide or it's it's easy to to not get on and forget so i think it's it it def it made 
I would say for the younger kids, it was a lot more difficulty. I would say anyone under, anyone under like eight, I would say, um, eight years old is a lot more difficulty because it's that age range under eight, I, they don't really know how to be accountable. So someone has to push them um, as opposed to kids over eight. They know to, they're more likely to know, hey, I need to get on. I need to do this. I need to do that. So it's, it's a lot of absences. <laughs> it's a lot of latenesses. It's faulty Wi-Fi, no Wi-Fi. I have to go to a library. I have to go to a school because I, I can't be in the house. Um, and, you know, there's this four different devices on the Wi-Fi, so we're all sharing it. Um, so it's, it's technology. It's location. It's the proper device. There's so many things that, that went um, into virtual learning being difficult, I think. Um, and it's and it's also the parents. I was it's parents and grandparents. Um, sometimes they have no idea, like what's an iPad. I don't know how this works. I don't know how Google Classroom works. Um, I don't know how any of this works. And the parents had to do meetings on Zoom with the teachers, and they're like. And they have to ask their kids to get them on Zoom. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's so much. It's it's um, it's a lot of uh, patience needed. Patience, a yeah, a lot of patience and um, a lot of a lot of difficulties that that went into. Yeah. It. I definitely. Your question. I feel like I went all over the place again, but no, you. I think. Uh, Cause I was going um, like kind of bring it to what you were saying. It's more so of uh, for the educators. It's almost somewhat similar issues that the kids have, but with the educators, it's like it sucks because the kids aren't there, or you gotta explain to the kid and the mama how to get on. You gotta you gotta check with like instead of like so with the younger kids, it's like you you dang near gotta text the parents and be like, hey, are you guys getting on? With the older kids, it's like they just gonna get on their cell. So technology is definitely the issue because, like you said, Wi-Fi can mess up. It can because for me, if I'm a student, I ain't gonna lie to you. If we get kicked off. I'm I'm done for the day. I don't know what happened. I ain't, I couldn't get back on. Wi-Fi was messed up. I'm gonna blame <laughs> Wi-Fi. So you can have that, like you said, absences. Like um, during the pandemic, I was in special education. A lot of those kids weren't on because their parents didn't know what to do. Or they get in 10, 15 minutes later. So as an educator, you sitting there like, okay, y'all kind of wasting my day. Just tell me I ain't gonna get on, so then I can, you know, go do something else or whatever the case may be. And like you said, it's a little different. Um, kids can hide, so you could be teaching, yeah. but you don't, little Jimmy, little uh, Sequila, she ain't even by the computer. She didn't. She in there eating chips and watching TV, and you just <laughs> going, you going in. You you got a great lesson. You da da da. Don't nobody hear you because they hide it. So that part of it for educators where students can hide is definitely definitely can affect because you don't really know if they're getting it. When they're in class, you sitting over them, looking, you're like, okay, I see you. Yeah. Okay, you struggling. How can I help you? So that part of it is um was a little different. And then like you said, uh 
what was it? Google Classroom, I think they. So for me, I'm I gotta send out like I forgot. Well, we're doing some project, so I gotta yeah. share. I gotta send stuff out, and I'm like, man, how do I do this? And then I got people getting my email. They emailing me. This is I haven't got this. I'm hey, you emailing the wrong person. I'm just sending this out. This ain't got nothing else to you know. So <clears throat> excuse me. So just that part of it for an educator is just really having patience and learning. You have to learn. As you're learning how to do your curriculum, you have to learn how to do your curriculum on Zoom on in technology. So it's a learning, it's learning for us, and then it's also having patience. Because if you don't got patience, it'll be frustrating. It'll be very, very frustrating. So, so since you have, um, you gave us some great insight on students, gave us some great insight on educators. And people that work with children of, you know, the struggles, the ups and downs, the goods, the bads. So give us three tips for educators that um, they can do or that can help them while they're virtual learning. Because they're still virtual learning or it's more hybrid now, but it's still, you know, virtual learning hybrid. And what they can do from, you know, what what successes you've had from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I almost feel like we gotta do a part two of this. I'm like, I have so much more I wanna say. Uh, but um, okay, so three tips. So as an educator, I think we you tip you gotta be on top, you gotta be on top of parents and kids. I think if they're younger, you I mean the kids get it. Um, but you gotta be on top of the parent who has to be on top of the kid. So you got to be on top of the parents. So in this virtual learning, it's, you got to, you got to text them. You got to call them. Um, I think they're more likely to respond to text than a phone call. So um, you got to text, you got to call, you got to remind them. And so you got to be on top of them. So be prepared to be on top of parents and be on top of kids. So I would say maybe that's, I would add a part 1B <laughs> if that is the, if the kid is in high school, if you're able to get that kid's phone number, that's that's something I would recommend. So I would split, so part 1A, I would think be prepared to be on top of them, on top of them parents. Um, in terms of getting their kids on. And 1B would be if you can get, if the kid is in high school, if you can get their phone number, use that get on and get on top of those kids, uh, high school kids as well. So you got to be on top of people. That's what I noticed. That's what I've noticed in the past two, three years, even on my Zoom Sunday school, you got to be, are you coming? Are you coming? Are you coming? Are you coming? You got to you gotta be on top of them. Okay, so tip number two, I would say, um, hmm, I gotta think about this. Tip number two, learn technology, you know, as, as an educator, um, no, I would, in, in, you have to teach people technology. So I think, so I find myself saying like, um, like in my sessions, I find myself saying, hey, can your child get on a 
get on a computer instead of a phone? Um, can they get on their iPad instead of a phone? I invested in a stylus. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. So if I'm going to hold it up to my camera. Mm -hmm. Invest. Invest in a in a um, digital pad stylus. Um, I'm looking for the pen. Where's the pen? Um, there we go. And it comes with a pen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Invest in that <laughs> for virtual learning. Uh, that is very, very helpful. Um, so encourage. So tip number two. Again, 2A and 2B. <laughs> 2A would be you got to teach your parents technology, parents and students. Get on a computer instead of a phone. Get on an iPad instead of a phone. If there's a choice between computer and iPad, go with the computer every time. Um, if you must use a hotspot, um, you know, make sure the phone is close to the computer or... Um, you know, make sure you have strong Wi-Fi, always strong Wi-Fi. If you're able to plug it in, use an Ethernet cable instead of a Wi-Fi connection. So all those little tips and tricks there. And again, invest in a stylus. Um, that'll help you a lot. So that's my 2B. And my third tip, I would say, um, hmm... My third tip, I would, uh, what would my third tip be? I gotta think about this. I would say, um, hmm. I don't think, what would my third tip be? I guess if everything is on, I, you know what, as, as an educator, I have to think about this. I'm talking as an educator. Um, everything is on the internet. <laughs> um, so whatever you need to know, whatever you don't know, it's on the internet. Watch a YouTube video. Um, show a YouTube video. I show a lot of YouTube videos in my sessions. I'm like, hey, I don't understand this. Here's a video. We're going to play it. <laughs> and we're going to learn together. So um, everything you need to know is on the internet. Worksheets. You can just download. Um, um, there's, there's a website called Teachers Pay Teachers. That it's um, there's teachers that have created worksheets um, that you could just pay for and download and use for yourself. So all whatever you need to know is on the internet. So just to recap, <laughs> uh, so I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> um, all right. So 1A is um, be prepared to be on top of parents, texting, calling. 1B, I would say, is if the kid is in high school, if you can get their phone number, if you can get their email, get it and be on top of those high schoolers. Uh, tip 2A is you know, encourage, uh, encourage the family to get on an iPad, get on a computer as opposed to a phone. If they have a choice between 
a computer and an iPad, pick the computer. Um, if they have to get on a hotspot, make sure it's close to the computer or make sure there's a strong phone signal, get that strong Wi-Fi. If you could plug it in with the ethernet cable as opposed to Wi-Fi, do that. To be invest in a stylus, a digital pad slash stylus, big investment. Um, and then tip three, everything you need to know is on the internet. So whatever you don't know, someone did it. <laughs> someone else did it and it's on the internet. The internet is a beautiful thing and it's a dangerous thing, but it's, you know, it's also a, a beautiful thing. So if you don't know how to answer a particular question, I have no idea how to answer this. Get in a, a tutor Facebook group. Hey, answer this question, <laughs> you know? So whatever you need to know is on the internet. So those are my tips. Uh, <clears throat> I love those uh, tips. They're simple. And like, I like the last one, everything's on the internet. So <laughs> whatever you have questions with, you can figure it out. You just got to type it in the correct way. Cause I look, like you said, every, any and everything's on the internet. So before we get into um, how people can reach out to you, um, I always ask my guests for a, a quote, it's underdog quote. It could be something you read, something you saw, something you, you know, live by, but something pertaining to, uh, I guess, kind of education. It doesn't have to be for students or um, mm -hmm. educators. It could be for anybody, but with education, what's an uh, underdog quote that you have? I would say um, a little bit goes a long way. That would be my quote. I think, um, you know, I'm going to change my quote. A small step forward is still a step forward. Um, it's as long as you're, all it takes is a, well, I don't want to get biblical, but all it takes is one small one small effort is still effort and it's better than what you did yesterday. So yep. every, every little, every little bit counts. So yep. a small step forward is still a step forward. Yep. I love, I love that. I love how you took control and I think you gave us three quotes, but you know, that's no here. <laughs> I'm following my own rules. I told you I have authority issues. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The funny thing is we're about to uh, record me on yours. So I don't know how this going to go. I get to do the talking this time, <laughs> but um, uh, how can people reach out to you um, on social media? How can they check out your program? Um, people might, I, I got people that probably are in the um, East coast, um, that listen, maybe they reach out or however, you know, people can reach out to you on the, on the internet. All right. So I'm going to rattle all this off. Okay. So you can go to my website, www.asteppaheadtutoringservices.com. If you are in the United States, you can call me at 347-762-2838. You can email me at success at asteppaheadtutoringservices.com. Dot com. I am also on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. The handle is at Step Ahead Tutoring Services. Um, Twitter is Tutor ASATS. So that's T U T O R A S A T S. You could also reach out to me on WhatsApp with the same phone number, uh, 347 762 2838. 
that's the business number and that's a WhatsApp number. Um, I also have a podcast called Hot Topics. So you can listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Deezer, Podcast Addicts, and there's another one, and Google Podcasts as well. And I feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh, and we're also on Eventbrite, A Step Ahead Tutoring Services, and we're on YouTube as well. Uh, just look up A Step Ahead Tutoring Services. Thank you. And I will have all those in the show notes. Uh, I thought you was giving out your number until you said it was a bit. I was like, oh, she's giving out the number? What's going on here? But I, it's technology. You can, one tip um, for, for educators, get you a Google Voice if you don't want parents knowing your real phone number. Because listen, as an educator, you hey, don't be calling me. Don't be trying to no, nah, we ain't on. Don't just be calling and texting me. But anyways, uh you can uh before I close out, you can reach me on Instagram, Facebook, underdog talk podcast, underdog talk podcast at gmail.com if you have any good bad things if you want to be a guest if you have any suggestions this is my first video um virtual video so i'm still learning so there you know i know people have at the bottom where they had the, the handles and all those different things they're, they're coming so i'm learning technology like we've been talking about so before we get out of here i want to say um thank you for coming on the show thank you for allowing me to be on your show which we're going to do in a little bit here um, but just your knowledge on virtual learning, because that's kind of the new wave. And we probably might look back on this in a year or two and be like, man, remember we was talking about that because of the way that the world goes, kind of like with cars and technologies taking over. So, again, I appreciate you. Um, thank you for coming on to Underdog Talk. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. No problem. And on that note, peace. One love.